0: Listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. All right, folks. Thanks for staying with us here on Real Presence Live today. Uh, before we head into straight talk, I just want to invite you guys to visit our website at Real Presence Radio. Dot com for even more great content. So if you go there, you can listen to programming from your local area. Find a podcast if you miss one of the daily shows. You can submit a prayer intention for prayerfully for the Lord's, And finally, see the light, latest cancellations and announcements that are coming with these unfortunate coronavirus precautions. And so I just encourage you guys, just be sure to check it out. RealPresenceRadio.com. Father Tim.
1: Well, there's so many great updates, and uh, well, Chris, you know what that means. It's the Dial Tones. It's time for our Straight Talk segment. You can give us a call at 877-795-0122. Now to get on the air with myself, Father Tim Smith, and Chris Euler, who's joining me. Chris is a catechist and a Catholic school teacher in Aberdeen Roncalli School. My name is Father Tim Smith. I'm a pastor of several parishes, and we're here to take your questions that you have on the Catholic faith. You can also send your message or your questions to us on Facebook Messenger, and call our, our call screeners will be uh, taking messages there and, and sending them to us during this Straight Talk segment. Um, So, Chris, so many questions that are at the forefront of people's minds today with uh, the announcement within the last 48 hours of mass uh, suspensions in our listening area, as well as around the country and around the world, frankly, as everyone is uh, rightly, prudently making a response with the concern around the COVID-19 coronavirus. and trying to keep each other safe. And so, again, that, there's a lot of questions that are in people's hearts and minds about that. You can listen to Catholic radio all day, whether it's Catholic Answers or called to Communion, you know, Right here on Real Presence Radio, this is a topic that all our, our our programming that we have throughout the day addresses in some manner. Whether it's Al Crest in the afternoon or Women of Grace, this is something that you can stay tuned to. If you have questions, and I know you can find answers, um, at, you know, knocking the door will be open to you.
0: <laughs> Amen. And mind you, when you listen to you know, to uh, secular media, right right now, we see how crazy it is. You turn on to CNN, Fox News, NBC. Everywhere you look, there's something different about Corona. And it's because it is ever-changing and ever-evolving because it's new to us. But I can guarantee you that the positivity and the assurance uh, and the providence of God and the grace of God, you're going to receive from Real Presence. You're going to receive from EWTN. It is awesome. So I encourage you guys, go to the sources that give you peace and joy.
1: Amen. And we're in the season of Lent, and we have a Lent-related question with uh, Dominic from Sioux Falls, uh, has a question for us. Uh, Dominic, uh, what is your question for us this morning on Real Presence Live?
0: Um, In Lent, on a Friday, where you can't eat meat, can you eat the Impossible Burger?
1: Oh, great question, (laughs) Dominic. I love it. You know, uh, so this is an interesting thing, Dominic. I'm glad you asked that question because I've been thinking about that. I was actually not at Burger King, but a few weeks ago I was at uh, Qdoba getting a burrito, and they there they have the Impossible Meat too. So what this is, it's a plant based meat product that that they make available. And I know like uh, the different fast food restaurants are saying it's the Impossible Burger. You can get this now it's not made of meat so what does the church teaches us that we are to abstain from eating meat so that would be including uh, red meat hamburger also chicken and, and, and bacon and all those delicious things not because they're unclean the Lord has declared those things for us to eat. they're clean to eat he did that to St. Peter our first Pope Dominic so we can rejoice and all those good things but we're gonna abstain from those things as an offering to God during this period of Lent now, the Impossible Burger is not made of meat. Now, the spirit of Lent is for us to make a sacrifice. And I'm confident, Dominic, you and your family, you've been making some sacrifices during Lent, I bet. Um, and especially staying free from meat. But the, the Impossible Burger, it isn't made of meat. So technically, you are keeping Lent if you made that decision. I, I will say this. Nothing is impossible with God, <laughs> and that's from the scriptures themselves. And so you could eat an impossible. Now, the other question, Dominic, would be, is it, is it in the spirit of Lent for us to be seeking out those substitutes? And that is another conversation. You know, we might say, well, maybe I don't even want to have a hamburger at all. Maybe I'll just have a fish sandwich if I'm out with friends. But if it was the only option that you had, you would be just fine having the impossible burger. The other thing, though, Dominic, I live in my parish with a lot of cattlemen and ranchers, and so we pride ourselves. We make the the best. Grade A American beef in all of North America, right here in Edmonds County in my parish. And it is a mortal sin for any of those guys to eat the Impossible Burger, because why would you want to do anything like that? So uh, that being said, Dominic, great question. Um, And again, uh, just want to keep abstaining from our meat. And uh, so I would say if you had to, Dominic, you could, but maybe you would want to try to choose some self-denial and choose something else. What do you think about that? I like it. All right. Well, God bless you, Dominic. We'll be praying for you and your family right here on Real Presence Live. Uh, Chris, have you had the Impossible Burger?
0: Um, no. And for reasons that you just named about the uh, the beef stuff, my wife's family is they raise beef in Edmonds County. So, Roush, they are Roush Herford. So uh, I uh, I don't want to be excommunicated from the family. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Plus well, I. I eat their beef a lot and it's really good. So I don't know. I'm skeptical too.
1: Well, that's a great question. Now, things have changed with the COVID 19 cancellation of most of our public events, but it does. Dominic's question is telling for us. Think of how many fish fries you've been to, Chris, <laughs> where they're like, we have the best Alaskan cod or. Um, or it's time for, and we just pour it on. Oh, yeah. Does it feel penitential when I go to the parish fish fish fry and I have to roll out the door because I had three baked potatoes? You know, that is not the spirit of Lent. You know, I had a conversation with some guys uh, from the parish. They said, well, Father, you know, we could... Uh, some parishes and diocese, it's permissible, you could, you know, have a few drinks that are available that go, you know, beverages that go along with fish fry and thing on Friday. And it's like, oh, we could do that. And in fact, that would be maybe a way to raise money for the parish. But... Is that keeping with Lent? What is right. our main intention? And of course, it's the abstaining, it's self-denial, and it's we do that to call to mind the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. And so uh, in these prayer celebrations, especially during the season of Lent, we want to make those prudent decisions so that we're keeping Lent, We're making it sacrificial in our abstaining and also accompanying that with prayer, you know. And, of course, Jesus' instructions right there in the Gospel of Matthew on prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. So we want to keep that spirit up in Lent. You know, I don't know about you, Chris, with all the the virus scare and everything, Mm -hmm. it has distracted me from my resolve to keep my Lenten penances. And I'm just going to tell you that's a real temptation for me because I actually— had abstained from more for, for more screen time, simplify my life. but with all the emerging news, of course, as a community leader, I, I need to stay up to date with that, but that's led me into, you know, more screen time than I, that I anticipated. That's one of the things I wanted to get away from, and, uh, also the distractions uh, I've wanted to do some self-denial on some things. So this is a time for more of that prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, mm-hmm. you know, more self-sacrificial response. How about you? How's Lent going for you?
0: I can honest. I was thinking about that actually yesterday. I sat down, uh, after my son went to bed, my wife and I were doing some reading, and I was reading. I'm reading a, a book right now called Into Your Hands, Father. by uh, It's by Father Wilfred Stinnison. He was a Belgian, uh, a Belgian monk. Okay, right. and, but this book is just brilliant. And I was reading about uh, in the very first part of the book. I haven't. I'm, I'm taking it slowly, but it talks about suffering as well. If Christ did it, and that's the will of God, so must we too. And there's a redemptive quality to it just like Christ was. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, this COVID-19 stuff really kind of shook me, right? I had some anxiety about it. Um, You know, today, uh, it's a Thursday. I'd usually be going back after the broadcast to go teach classes. I'm Mm -hmm. going home after this because school's canceled uh, for this week. Next week we'll be starting online courses. Um, And so it's just a crazy time. And when one thing leads to another, I find in my life when a, a, I began the structure at the beginning of Lent of refraining or doing my best refrain from social media time um, from fasting pretty, uh, pretty, pretty big on Wednesdays and Fridays uh, yesterday. I spent a lot of time on social media yesterday was Wednesday. I ate a lot of good food, you know? And so I got distracted. I got a kind of thrown off. And so as I'm sitting there last night, kind of dreading this coronavirus kind of dreading what's going on and like thinking about well this led me to fall away from my lenten penance and this is going to lead me to go crazy because i'm an extreme extrovert and quarantine is going to be nuts Mm -hmm. and i'm just like read that i read that line i'm like convicted
1: amen and uh this is a time, Chris, thank you for that that sharing, because I'm confident for many of our listeners, it may be the same. Everything that's happened in the last week has perhaps distracted us. So maybe we can take a pause and reflect upon, what can I do for my spiritual reading? Thanks for pointing out the, the Father stinson book. What a great spiritual read. You can always get great recommendations right here on our RPR family through any one of the shows different resources this is a time where we actually have some more time to do the our our own catechism read some catechism uh read that that book that we've had on our pile that we have always been putting off well now's the time to turn off streaming media and pick up that book form our intellect and of course those temptations for emotional eating especially when things are so chaotic (laughs) you know i can reach for those sweets rather than that then turning to the Lord, and so exercising the virtues, you know, prudence, justice, fortitude, temperance, right. you know, that we can be strengthened in that. And God's grace is there for us. And I'm also very much aware that our priests are still hearing recon- confessions privately. Penance services, communally, have been uh, suspended. I think in all the diocese in our listening area. But I myself am getting phone calls from people that say, "Father, I want to come in and meet for the sacrament of reconciliation." And I've, I'm making, uh, I've made arrangements in how to do that in a safe way that people can come and f- feel comfortable keeping in mind social distancing while at the same time offering these sacraments of the Lord's grace. And here we are coming in, you know, to the third week of Lent. How are you doing? Maybe it's that time you want to go to reconciliation and receive those words. Your sins are forgiven. You go in peace. And so make that reach out to your parish priest and say, Father, it's time for me to come in. I want to refresh. And, and part of that is we recognize we need God's grace. And it's that sanctifying grace that fills us and helps us live the life of virtue. If you have a question about living Lent, if you have questions about the virus scare, call us right now on Real Presence Live. We're doing our straight talk segment, 877-795-0122. Again, that's eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two, and uh, you can uh, also send messages to us on our Facebook page, where we will uh, be happy to answer your questions in regards to uh, other things that have uh, uh, been going on. Uh, you know, one thing I've seen, Chris, and is that during trouble times around the world, uh, there are certain things that circulate online about. Um, You know, apocalyptic revelations. Mm. Mm. Uh, We've already seen, and it's been spoken about uh, quite a bit, about how people have been scrambling for personal supplies, whether they're toiletries or or other essential items that have now gone because people are panicked. And some of these things, uh, people, you know, when they read about... Uh, end of times prophecy some of these things that are not part of the church's teaching they're not part of the official doctrine of the faith. we know that jesus will come to judge the living and the dead mm-hmm. we know that we need to repent and turn away from our sins if you go to any any mass uh in any sunday mass where we profess the creed and the faith those things happen uh as a matter of fact uh I just realized I forgot to say the creed today in today's <laughs> solemnity. So anyone who watches my streaming mass, Mia Culpa, Mia Culpa, Mia Maxima Culpa <laughs> to all our listeners and my brother priest, I, I failed there. I just realized I forgot to say the creed at Mass today. We're good. It's a solemnity. We're but good. that being said, we'll all pray it together later. I'll make a there song. You go. <laughs> that being said, the faith for us. Uh, is is It contains the, these great facts of Jesus' coming, but some of these prophecies, end-of-time things, are not healthy. They're not helpful for us. And not only are they uh, really not part of the doctrine of the faith, if they come from some private revelation that's unverified, it can lead to undue anxiety, stress. It can also really actually be from the devil himself, mm. who would want to lead us into despair or lead us astray and so we want to trust in the lord and so i would not encourage people don't pay attention to some youtube video that talks about three days of darkness and uh if you don't do these certain devotions you're going to be uh you know under you know certain death and your your salvation is at at risk i I would encourage you Seek the the good resources we have available, and of course, those are Catechism of the Catholic Church, Real Presence Radio, any number one of the great programs we have here. Whether it's called to Communion, Catholic Answers Live, where you can ask questions about those specific things that come up, or call right here on Real Presence uh, Radio and uh, during Straight Talk here, which again you can reach us um, and just ask us questions about the Catholic faith. Again, our number is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Uh, Chris, has there ever been a time where you've, uh, you know, came across any sort of private revelation that was disturbing to you, and you were like, where does this come from? Because today, with with the advent of social media, some of these things are reemerging, or perhaps they've been dealt with throughout the Church's history, but then someone pulls them up, and now they get new life through a YouTube video or a Facebook meme, and it makes people frightened. Have you come across any of these things?
0: Yeah, I, I think in uh my experience with you know young people especially as they are active on social media, they see things or even in my own ex- in my own life, you know, I I remember distinctly uh when the Mayan calendar ended. When mm-hmm. people are like it's the end times, the Mayan calendar's ending, you know, and it's freaky. Um, To think about that, and so like I don't I don't remember how old I was when that happened, but I was a little freaked out personally. I'm like, okay, this is it. So I'm like, so I was talking to priest. I'm like, I gotta go to confession. What if the world ends because of my calendar? And he goes, you're you're nuts. Stop it, you know. And so it was there, it kind of like clicked in me. But uh, I have kind of been avoiding any talk that people have had about the end times. um, I've seen some people bring it up recently um, and I just kind of am still reserved to realizing, you know what, we don't know the day or the hour and so um, I've experienced it a little bit, vaguely um, but entertaining it doesn't do us any good at the end of the day and like you said, Father, it could be from the evil one and the evil one is uh, he's the great deceiver right, he's the one that he wants to take peace from us, he wants to take joy from us and as I'm reflecting on What's going on in the world right now? Everything is moving so fast, mm-hmm. and the virus is moving fast, which then leads leads to people moving fast, which leads to people not thinking through things and not being able to think rationally. Um, and thankfully, our faith is a faith of faith and reason, and so we have the faith in God that challenges us and helps us grow and gives us the grace and the sacraments. But the reason to think through, it's okay. We are at peace. We have a God that loves us, and I'm okay. And I think that's something that, as we look at our culture as a whole, it's like a domino effect. But God's not the one that's going to ever create a domino effect. Amen. You know?
1: And, uh, you know, also the church's teaching on on prophecy is is clear. There is... At different times, uh, there has been misunderstanding of prophecy. Um, uh, God's revelation is complete, um, and that this is the very beginning of the Catechism of the Catholic Church, and in one of the very very first paragraphs in regards to uh, private revelation and 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 these things that are revealed to us that. Uh, right there on paragraph 66, in the Christian economy, therefore, since the new and definitive covenant will never pass away, and no new public revelation is to be expected before the glorious manifestation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yet even if revelation is already complete, it has not been made completely explicit. It remains for Christian faith gradually to grasp in full significance over the course of the centuries. And throughout the ages, there have been so-called private revelations, some of which have been recognized by the authority of the church, but they do not belong, however, to the deposit of faith. and Their role is not to improve or complete Christ's definitive revelation, but rather to live more fully it by a certain period of history, guided by the magisterium of the Church, the census fidelium knows how to discern and welcome these revelations, whatever constitutes the authentic call of Christ or his saints to the Church. And again, the Church cannot accept revelations that claim to surpass or correct the revelation which Christ is the fulfillment, as in the case of certain non-Christian religions, and also with certain recent sects which base themselves merely on revelations. And so, again, keep the the teachings of the church in mind when you encounter these things and stay rooted in the truth and rooted in the peace of christ just as you mentioned chris mm-hmm. is this whatever i'm encountering is it bringing me the peace of christ use some discernment of spirits there or is it leading me to frustration anxiety despair then that's a quick sign that it's not of god Um, repent of our sins, stay in a state of grace, Mm -hmm. and live the life of holiness. That's what we're all called to do, and that's a life of joy and those fruits of the spirits, which are peace and contentment and joy and happiness and all the goodness of God. So we have a question here on Real Presence uh, uh, Straight Talk. It comes from Facebook. The question is, how should a practicing Catholic think about alternative health practices that claim to balance energy in the body? Mm. Um, this is a great question uh, in regards to uh, especially our time when there are alternative medicines. Some people say, oh, I, I, I have essential oils, and that's going to keep me free from the coronavirus. <laughs> Chris, if someone said that today, I'm sure people would most likely, because of people's fear and anxiety, would say, I like, I think essential oils are fine, but they're not going to keep me safe. Um, or there are other people who have a different understanding of the human person that is non-Christian, and they think well, there's certain energies, or uh, maybe it's some sort of Eastern mysticism that claims there are, uh, I don't claim to understand it, but chakras or things like that that need to be balanced in the body. And this does emerge even in the most unexpected places. I know uh, in our region here in the Upper Midwest, there was a practitioner of some sort of alternative health medicine uh, where they were saying it was going to balance energies in the body and this person was claiming that they would be able to treat allergy symptoms based off this treatment but if you look at what the american medical association and and what they say is some of these treatments are not founded on medical science there's no if they don't attribute any natural understanding to how they're bringing about healing or claim to bring relief in this case from allergies physical allergies um, it's very suspicious then so this practitioner um, was practicing this this practice with some Catholic people in the area and uh, they even had a kind of a nickname oh they called this person the witch doctor you know mm. they have their own their own funny things and unsurprisingly the person uh, started to experience certain uh, oppressions in their life, and the parish priest was able to discern that perhaps some of these things have a spiritual origin, perhaps of something of a spirit against Christ, or mm-hmm. perhaps of a demonic origin. And the pastor, merely doing some investigation, asked what sorts of things are happening in the life of this family, and it said, well, we, we go to this clinic, and this person does these energy balancing uh, methods to try to stop them from having allergies it's kind of strange we we think it's kind of funny but we do it anyway because we're hoping to try something different well this is obviously causing some sort of disruption in your family and of course our help is in the name of the Lord so that family was able to reconcile their relationship with christ you know and follow the advice of their parish priest by no longer going to that practitioner who is claiming to do these alternative medicines um mm-hmm. so i think do some investigation do the basics find out is this is this approved by you know medical science is this something and if it's a suspect you know talk to your parish priest and say Father, I don't know what this is. They, they say it's about energy balance. Well, none of that is part of the doctrine of the faith. It's not part of our medical understanding of the human person, um, and so we have some great Catholic physicians who can, who won't steer you l- wrong in regards to just general practitioners who can care for your family's health, and so I would encourage people to, to turn away from things that are suspect, and put your trust in the Lord, and also just talk to your, your family doctor, someone who's got a, a good accredited degree from a good uh, <laughs> medical facility, even just trust in them, and, and talk to your parish priest.
0: Yeah, and on the same uh, tamper with that, even other than just medical treatments, right, We've there's a, a big trend in our world today, especially in uh, millennial generations and younger, and, and things like meditation and things like yoga for, like, the mindfulness, right? And there's nothing wrong with being mindful and aware of what's going on in your life, but it's the way we do it, right? So that alternative medicine to care for the body is one thing, uh, but then, when we do things such as yoga, we use things such as meditations on uh that relate to it um and if it this is not from the church i mean the church obviously can teach against it, and it does but if you go and simply google some of the top quote unquote yogis in America, you can see the ener- like the whole talk about energy and balance, but it's not of God right, and these things um And I listened to a podcast uh, called Catching Foxes. Little shameless plug there. It's wonderful. Um, But they they had an exorcist on. And he was talking about the number one thing he sees, rather than like the big picture exorcisms, are these little disruptions in people's lives. And the number one thing has been yoga. This finding of balance through ulterior means that are not of God. Right? And so, just to kind of echo what Father Tim says, Go to Jesus, man, like at the end of the day he's the most balanced person to ever live
1: and uh and again, our help is in the name of the Lord. Uh, trust in him, uh, turn away from whatever is not of God and uh, now's the time too, in the spirit of Lent, to uh, repent for many ways that perhaps we've put our trust and hope in superstitious practices or things that are unfounded in our Christian faith, and ask the Lord for his strength um, he he'll, he'll certainly help us and guide us along the way. Um, This has been our Straight Talk segment on Real Presence Live. You can call every morning. We do this at 930. And if you have more emerging questions or if you want to find out about some of the announcements that are happening in regards to the churches suspending masses and public services, due to the COVID-19 concern. We want you to stay tuned right here on Real Presence Radio because there are a lot of new announcements and updates and as well as informational things throughout the day. Um, as you listen to all our programming, um, there'll be more information nationally, locally, on what events have been closed um, and what we can look forward to in the coming weeks. Father, real quickly,
0: um, can you give like a little rundown about spiritual communions?
1: Sure. The... Uh, i i think one of the biggest practices is uh people say uh, I'll, I'll give you just my response to some of the basic concerns that i i've heard some people say people who have tremendous and wonderful catholic faith and they say father i want the sacraments you know i want to receive jesus christ body blood soul and divinity in the in the blessed sacrament in holy communion a uh, few things about the church's prescription on that. So there are are precepts of the church. One of the precepts of the church is that we receive Holy Communion once a year during the Easter season. So it's not actually dependent upon, I'm not discouraging people from frequent reception. (laughs) St. Pope Pius X was really adamant about encouraging frequent reception of the sacraments. That being said... Regular reception of the Eucharist is something we don't want to take for granted at all. But just a reminder that the precept of the Church is once a year during the Easter season. I'm confident, as many people have, have fulfilled that precept of the Church this year. That being said... Um, spiritual communion is an opportunity for you to unite yourself because you're not able to partake in the Eucharistic sacrifice to unite your your soul, mind, and body to the Lord and ask for his grace as you unite him in prayer. Thanks for joining us right here on Real Presence Live. Uh, Stay tuned as we have uh, just recognizing the goodness of St. Joseph right here on the Solemnity of St. Joseph. We'll be back. Don't turn that dial.